You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with oneofus.net on the Screener Squad, and I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Uh, There it is. (laughs) There it is. I haven't seen that movie. But let's find out if the movie we're going to talk about put more work into it than my horrible attempts at Avito Corleone. Today we are going to be talking about Mafia Mama. (laughs) Director Catherine Hardwick from the first Twilight movie fame, starring Tony Collette, Monica Bellucci, and Sofia Nomvedi. Beautiful women, all very talented. Tony Collette, a lot of people don't know who are only aware of her because of her powerhouse performance in The Sixth Sense, actually used to do a lot of comedy. So now that I'm done dating myself there. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Mafia Mama. This film is about your typical middle-aged housewife career woman who's kind of unhappy with her wife. She has a son that just left college. She's feeling very empty nested. Her workplace is a toxic, misogynistic, please be quiet and just smile type of uh, marketing job. Her husband sucks. He's like a 15-year-old trapped in a 40-year-old's body who, you know the type, uh, Andy Dwyer before he got funny in season two. And she just found out that her grandfather died. So she's been requested to come to Italy and be at his funeral. Little does she know, since she was estranged, her grandfather was a mafia don? So she's been called back to not only help bury her grandfather, but take over the family business, which is a vineyard and a highly profitable organized crime. And wouldn't you know it, hijinks ensue. She also meets a very sexy man named Lorenzo at the airport and kind of wants to go on what she's calling an eat, pray, fuck tour across the country. Which I I do think that's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I would read that book. (laughs) With me to talk about this, someone who will always leave the gun but take the cannoli, Luane is with us. Hey, how's it going? And yes, I would definitely take the cannoli. (laughs) And of course, someone who could probably tell you a lot about what organized crime in society is called. Uh, What did you tell me that was? Um, Corporate gains? Uh, private property. Elliot is with us. Why you do this to me, Demi? <laughs> <laughs> and also we have someone who could definitely take over a mafia business if she had to. 
Kim is with us. Hey guys, how's it going? So this is a very slapstick, almost pratfall-y type of high-energy sex comedy. I didn't see much marketing for this, but it seems like that's how it would be marketed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Collette, of course, as I said, an outstanding dramatic actress and I think an incredible comedic presence in her films as well. How did you all like this take on whoa, a secret life to escape to since your life sucks type of comedy? You know, 20 years ago, this would have been on a DVD rack next to the Rosé along with Steel Magnolias and Under the Tuscan Sun. <clears throat> and it, But it would have been below those because this is like a straight to DVD kind of thing. Um, this is just kind of a piece of crap. Um, almost <laughs> makes me feel like it was um, a way to launder money. You know, the only, I mean, they, they kind of hook you in with Tony Collette and Monica Bellucci. And you're like, oh, I love these actors. Maybe this is going to be something. And it's, this is just, this is just a nothing burger to me. It's, it's, it's a lot of really lame Italian jokes you've heard a thousand times before. There's some really cheap callbacks to The Godfather. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there was about, 15 or 20 minutes where I was kind of into this in the beginning and then it just completely does absolutely nothing. Well, it becomes a different movie. It, it keeps wavering back and forth between the female empowerment fantasy, you know, the, and mafia parody, but doesn't quite hit either of them. Exactly. Well, I will kind of echo what you guys were saying. Yeah, yeah, I'll kind of echo what you guys were saying a little bit, where in the first 15 to 20 minutes, I was pretty into it. I was having fun. I loved seeing uh, Toni Collette in a comedy again. Actually recently watched mm-hmm. her film In Her Shoes uh, that she made with Cameron Diaz um, about 20 years ago recently. And I really feel like if she, much like I think um, Elliot said this, this seems like a film that would have been made about 20 years ago of her. And I think it would have been better received. The writing of it seemed pretty um, stale to me. There was they. I will give them credit that I think they had one or two pretty fun action scenes, um, but outside of that, it wasn't really n- anything new or fresh. There was a moment, and maybe this is a little spoilery, but there's a really gruesome scene involving um, uh, a stiletto shoe mm-hmm. where I was like, "Oh my god, is this going to become like?" I don't know if anybody saw the old uh, Jeff Daniels film uh, or or Jeff Bridges film, uh, Something Wild, which kind of also takes a complete left turn Mm -hmm. at some point. Um, But no, we just get this kind of one gruesome scene, then it's back to like schlocky bad comedy. Yeah, there's a there's a couple moments like that periodically that just kind of come out of nowhere and then go away like, oh, and I think that that's probably ultimately the big thing is there's no consequences for anything that happens in this, right? There's never a point where you're like, oh, she's actually at risk. No, she's not. She's the producer of this movie. She'll, she'll be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, is anyone at risk in a comedy? <laughs> well, their reputation, maybe. But Tony Collette, for some reason, I think this premise maybe could have been funny as a Netflix, Netflix show that was eight episodes with a much better writer. Keep, keep Tony Collette, maybe reel her in a little bit. Because I feel like halfway through the movie, she became like a 15-year-old girl for some reason. At the start of the film, I related her because she, 
I mean, I didn't relate to her on a personal level, but because Tony Collette has this like charming, endearing nature about her, I was on board with her character. Um, and uh, the film opens up in the first couple minutes. She find out her her son's going to college, her husband's cheating on her, her job is horrible. She's working with a bunch of misogynistic men. Um, so she's not in a great place in her life. And then she gets this opportunity to go to Italy. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this premise because she is a character is kind of in a bad spot in her life. Doesn't really know what she's doing in the world, her place in the world. So I, I was on board for that premise, especially as an aging or a, a more, um, a dignified woman like she is right now. Uh, I really enjoyed watching her be sexy in this film as well. It, but you get all of that character development and all of that characterization of from her in the first 15-20 minutes. And then she literally starts acting like a child or a teenager. And that it, it went downhill for me. Did you guys notice that change in her character? Yeah, she does that. But she also goes through these mom phases too through the movie which is like part of the obviously part of the gag you know mafia mama or whatever where she like the thing with the pharmaceuticals and some of the other stuff where she like actually makes the organization better by doing mom stuff which again could have been something but it it just sort of i don't know and there's there's some weird character elements within the family like from my perspective, I, I mean, I know that the the whole argument in in there with regard to Bellucci's character is she's not literally a blood relative; she can't run it, but she effectively is running it. I mean, and, and until until Colette kind of kind of takes over, I mean, she basically is already handling it. And I think if there was any there was any good one of the good elements to it, I guess. Um, well, I don't want to get into this sort of spoilery, but like the resolution with her, with her husband, at least is like, oh, thank God we're not doing some sort. Anyway, it, I don't know. I guess I don't want to spoil it, but I also am like, eh, it's, it's this movie. You're not, there's not a lot you haven't seen or can't figure out for the most part, including the, the betrayal at the end. Yeah, talking of characters, most, like, 95% of the characters in this movie are very one-dimensional. They did not, mm-hmm. they did not round out many characters, and they half, half did it with Tony's character, but, but they didn't finish it in a satisfying way. Um, I do think they somewhat, I mean, you guys are probably going to disagree, but I do think they somewhat stuck the landing for me, only because I... I, I mean, I was kind of invested at the end of the film, so the middle was a little bit rough. The beginning was fun, the middle was rough, but the ending, I felt like they did a pretty good job for what it was. It was it was charming. I don't think that they successfully laid the groundwork to get there. The very last frame of the movie, her expression is kind of, um, it made me, it reminded me of your um, comment about her being 15. It was very, like, mm-hmm. juvenile. I rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes a lot in this movie, but I, I rolled my eyes at the very end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of opposite. I used to watch, um, remember Spy Hard with, uh, I think, Leslie Nelson? Oh, yeah, that, that whole, ra- well, yes, that whole rash of his movies yeah. right in that era. As a kid, I, I watched that all the time, and I hadn't even seen The Godfather. I just pointed and laughed at how ridiculous it all is. 
And that kind of happened to me watching this as well. There's one, only one actual Godfather reference in this for a joke that's, well, you haven't seen the Godfather? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, whoa. The only time they really even attempt to make a Godfather joke is with all the oranges rolling around during gunfights. And after a while, it was so, eh, you know, with that reference, I was thinking, Maybe there were just oranges on set, and it's not a reference because nobody seems to be doing anything with it. Somebody banged into the crafty table in the middle of it. <laughs> but uh, Tony Collette, there was sort of this big fan of hers. But yes, Elliot. Sorry, yeah, I'm also a big fan of Tony Collette. But um, I was just going to say there was sort of a rash of comedy films in the 2000s where they sort of lifted some story from centuries ago and made it, you know, into a modern movie. Um, Amanda Bynes was in one of those. And and this kind of, this is an original story, but it had that sort of comedic, operatic flow to it. It's just that, yeah, it was, it was all of the jokes were cheap and all of the thrills were also cheap and, and not convincing. Um, it really did feel like a relic of an older era. Now that you mention Amanda Bynes, this movie is really reminiscent of um, her movie What Girls Want, I think it was called, where she has to go to Britain, and it's kind of a fish out of water with an American girl in, in, in London. So completely agree with your point. Yeah, and I think that's one of those movies that was based on like a Shakespeare play or something. Well, she says the point of the movie, but they kind of do, kind of don't set it up. And I'm not sure if it's a script issue or if, yeah, this is a really good message, but... You know, we got we got laughs to make, which again, I'll admit, I laughed probably a lot more than you guys did. It sounds like I laughed. I laughed quite a bit as well. Let's talk about some of these other characters. You pointed out, Kim, a lot of them are one dimensional. She has a friend, Sophia Nomvedi, is the actress. She plays Jenny. I'm so sorry to interrupt, uh, Bradley. I think, yes, I was going to say I will not hear anything against the black best friend. I loved her. She was my favorite part of the movie. No one can speak ill of her. <laughs> I was going to get to that. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to get to that, Kim. So Jenny is is her best friend, and everything she delivers is hysterical. I, A lot of it is so, like, in-your-face, on-point funny and, you know, typical best friend advice. But after a while, it's like, is she just here because they needed one, and this is just Sophia, the actress, taking her shot? Or was there ever any plans to do anything with this character? Are you kidding me? I felt like they totally elevated this character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were there any, like, her son character, he's off to college. If I was a scriptwriter on this, uh, no offense to Tom, I believe his name is Tom, Tommy Roger playing son Dominic. Mm -hmm. Why is he here? Just Mm -mm. the uh, love that she has for Lorenzo, who she met at the airport, super handsome guy. And I think that's kind of it about him or the, how do you guys feel about there that? was the the scene where there's the reveal about him? I don't want to get into it, but like for a moment, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that was intentional. Never mind. Because <laughs> initially I was like, that would be the wildest coincidence. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a coincidence. I watched this movie with my roommate and the whole time we kept thinking that there was more to the Monica Bellucci's character because mm-hmm. I'm like, surely she's not just the the mob boss family like general or helper i i was waiting the whole movie for her to okay yeah she did have a i guess a secondary um 
reason to be there. Um, and then there was, I don't think you mentioned it, the cousin, Tony Collette's character, Kristen, uh-huh. has a, a second cousin who wants to be the leader of the mob crime family, but he's hot-tempered, um, he's impulsive, he's the reason that the movie gets kicked off, because he starts a gunfight that kills um, the the um, old mob boss, Tony Collette's grandfather. And throughout the whole movie, this guy was just at a 12 as far as, like, can you calm down? Do you need some Prozac? The whole, like, I'm sure he was told to act like this, but he was so annoying mm-hmm. to me. I think he, I think the writers or the, or whoever was in charge of this thought his character was funny. I found the two, like, hench people who were her security guards way funnier. They had good chemistry with each other. They had a good kind of, I don't know, I was trying to think of, like, a funny duo, and I keep thinking of Ren and Stimpy, so... I don't know if that works, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) Sure, one was tall and thin and one was short and round. It it works in a way. So I I thought they were, um, as far as secondary characters go, pretty funny, uh, just in the background. And they had a couple different little bits with them. Um, And then as far as Tony Collette's uh, bosses and co-workers uh, from America, she video calls them at one point in the film and that was my favorite scene. We, we, and I'm not going to go too much into it, but she does a video call with them. And they could care less what she has to say because she's a woman. And they just keep going back to this other guy, the other black character in the film, who's like, oh, male enhancement um, pills because she works for like a pharmaceutical marketing company or something or something. So I, I just thought, that scene where she had the video call with them was done really well because she she's doing something in the scene and they're not paying any attention to her. So I like that juxtaposition. And they were I kind of, I think, trying to say something in it. This was one of the only scenes where I was like, OK, they're actually saying something and making it funny while also doing other stuff with it. So I thought that was one really good scene out of this whole film that I just wanted to highlight. Let's carry that into our final thoughts. Lowane, if you would start, please. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this is silly. It's got some, it's got some funny bits here and there. It's got some other bits that don't quite hit. Um, there's stuff I liked. There's stuff I didn't. It, it's, I don't know. It's it's better than right in the middle, but only a little. Um, it's mostly saved by Colette's performance. Some of the minor characters, like her security, and I mean, I'll watch Monica Bellucci about anything, so there's that too. Um, so in the end, I'm going to give this uh, three out of five sexy prosthetic legs. <laughs> Elliot, please. Um, I'm, I'm more or less there with you, Luane. Um, I think I'm a little more down on this. I laughed maybe two or three times um but i rolled my eyes quite a lot i think this is more below average this is a lot of stuff that's been done a lot stuff that's you know picked up off the cutting room floor um i agree i think tony collette really saves this her and monica bellucci just because it's just they're fun actors to watch if there had been actors that were not so talented this would have been a real wash um, I mean, this is just really not a movie for me, honestly. Uh, it's not my kind of movie. Um, I, I would have liked it better 
if it had been at least a little more competent, a little more funny, a little more interesting. Um, but it's it's really just it felt like a paycheck for a lot of these people, especially the director and the writer. Uh, I'm going to give this four out of ten uh, stilettos to the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kim. So I think um, I might like this film the the most out of all of you, which is crazy when you hear what my rating is going to be. But um, we've, we've all been harping on it this whole film. This was a Tony Collette vehicle. She completely drove it. She drove it off the road a couple times, but I, you know, I think she she ended it pretty well with a couple more uh, like drafts of the writing or, or of the script. I think this could have had potential to be something, especially if you keep the same cast, because I don't think anyone in this film, aside from the son, was miscast. I think they all did what they needed to do. Um, and I really, really love that the main character's motivation for like half the film is that she's just horny and is trying to get laid. So she's like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go meet a mop boss if it means I'll get, you know, to live, pray, fuck later today. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's something you could do, I guess. So that was awesome. They had one of my favorite black best friends in any movie I've ever seen. Completely disagree with you, Bradley. She was elevated. She bookmarked the film. She had a little cameo in the middle. Every scene she was in was hilarious. Me and my roommate were dying watching her. And she kind of, I mean, she, I, she, not as a spoiler so much, but she does kind of save the day in this film at one point. So I think that in it, and in and of itself elevates her along with us knowing she's a lawyer. She's, she's traveled the world. She speaks all these languages. I want to watch her movie. Anyway, um, I also think there were some really good action scenes in this. Um, I already described one of them. Um, the first initial scene I thought was funny. It gave me a bit of like um, first day of like a zombie apocalypse vibe where they were Tony Collette's character is just completely confused over what's going on and she's screaming and running through the street. And I just, I love any scene where it's just all chaos and you can watch one character just uh, have that, have all this funny facial expressions and be like, what is going on? Uh, so I thought that was entertaining. Um, and then I, so I think I'm going to give this film, and again, I really liked it, but I just also on like, a high level understand that this was not a great film, but I did enjoy myself. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10 glasses of rosé that I don't want to try. (laughs) Very good. Uh, For me, when I watch a film like this, which is, you know, sit down, laugh, go to bed, maybe have some wine with your loved ones. This is clearly an audience type of movie please watch this with other people um because once tony collette and sofia navetti get into some some really really good best friend dialogue we were like belly laughing there's a stanley tucci joke oh my god so good the uh, violence was really off-putting for me but the fact that it wasn't for my wife or my mother-in-law who watched it with us as well they were howling, and that had me howling, like, how could you laugh at this? This is so wrong. And that just made them laugh harder, and we were stuck in what's called a giggle loop. You know, it happens at funerals during eulogies. And I'm just, I'm a huge Tony Collette fan. This uh, slapsticky, funny, 
be your best self type of comedy. You know, it reminded me a lot of Melissa McCarthy's older work when she was being, oh, I fell down, ouch, type of comedy. But Tony Collette is wonderful. If anybody who sees this even has a slight chuckle, go check out Muriel's Wedding. And uh, In Her Shoes, I also really adored there, Kim. I'm giving this one four. No, no, I'm actually going to go five. Five out of ten. Stanley Tucci cooking porn videos. 